Hey everyone, welcome to Liberate Your Orgasm. This is your host, Veronica Lynn Clark. I'm feeling pretty spectacular. I just finished uh, a little dance, a little workout, just, you know, just feeling into all my juicy energy. And I wanted to come on and talk about relationships and maybe give you a different perspective on relationships that I have been formulating over the past four years and I want to drop down to yeah just kind of the bare bolts of what I've come up with so I think that the same thing that applies to raising children in that it takes a village to raise a child I also think that it takes a village to help to maintain healthy relationships romantic relationships specifically. And that's what I'm going to talk about today are the erotic, sexual, yummy, juicy relationships that may be in marriages or just in uh, just romantic relationships in general. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I don't think that any two people in a relationship can provide for all of the needs that each individual in that coupleship needs. I just don't. We have tried to do that as a side, as a society, as a culture. I think that it's been uh, kind of force-fed to us in all kinds of different ways. And I bought into it for a while. I wanted that for myself. I thought that would be, you know, a really great thing to do. And now I realize that yeah, maybe it's not the most healthy thing. I think that, in fact, when we expect, let's say, we're just going to, just to keep it simple, I'm just going to say husband and wife, and you expect for your husband to provide for all of your needs, all your sexual needs, all of your needs um, for your heart so that you can feel good, so that you can feel loved and you can feel you know, accepted and maybe you, you know, are even unconsciously trying to heal some insecurities and you're bringing that to the relationship. And if you think that your husband is the sole source of being able to heal those things inside of you or that you're going to go to the relationship and get all of your needs met, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I also think that you are setting yourself up for um, reducing the polarity between you, which I know you probably long for. And I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to feel fucking met and adored and feel good and feel, you know, like vibrant and alive in your lover's hands? You want that. And when you bring all of your needs to the table and say, here, please help me, fix me, do this for me so I can feel better about myself, first of all, that's codependency. And second of all, that's a really big toll to ask somebody to, to pay to be in relationship with you. So we have to start looking for other ways to source the, the love that we need, the um, acceptance, the whatever it is that you need, I'm telling you that it's out there and it comes in different ways. If you 
are only expecting love and your needs to be met from one particular direction, you are setting yourself up for failure. You've got to start looking outside and bring more openness to your relationship. When we start thinking about it takes a village to help support, grow, nurture a relationship into expanding into the possibilities that are available to that couple, it's very generous. Like you're bringing in a lot of generosity and compersion to the relationship. And that's awesome. I'm actually getting really turned on talking about it. But think about this and just stay open. Try to stay open. If, you're, if you've been married for maybe 5, 10, 15 years and things are going well, you feel good, you are doing well in your relationship, maybe you're you know, taking care of your kids and you're raising your kids together and you've got great careers and life is going, life is going fairly well. You go on vacations, you've got money in the bank, you have um, you know, a security nest, so if stuff goes down, you feel like you're going to survive. Um, but something's off and both of you know it. And you may be just passing each other in the hallway. Hi, how are you doing? The intimacy is really not there. The sex is okay. You know, it feels good. And then it's over. And you still feel like there's something missing. That's because you're right. Something is likely fucking missing. And it is the juiciness, the juiciness that helps both of you to feel alive. And when people are in relationship for a long period of time and they don't allow the energy or the you know juice from other people to come into the relationship because they're afraid of losing the relationship, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And you're not going to be fulfilled. And I truly, truly believe that our purpose our purpose of like reason coming into this life in the first place is that we want to feel fulfilled. We want to feel joy. We want to feel that our lives have mattered. And your life will feel like it matters more when you feel more eroticism, which is this life force energy, which is creative energy, and sourcing it just between two people. It can happen. It can happen. But it's going to be challenging, especially because you both know each other's habits. You both know the shit that you're going to put up with or the things that you're not going to put up with. You know each other's habits. You know all the things about it. And in some ways, you may have this unspoken pact to stay mediocre in your relationship or to you know, something else that happens is that you both kind of have your own separate lives, not meaning that you are cheating on each other or whatever that exactly means, but, you know, in violation of whatever agreements that you have in your relationship, uh, doesn't mean that, but it just means that you have a separate world from them. Maybe you have separate practices, separate things that you think about that they have no idea about. And that creates so much separation in the relationship that it is hard to feel deep intimacy. Breathe into that. And so when you start opening yourself up to bringing other energy into the relationship, when you um, say, okay, 
you can have. <laughs> you give each other permission to have other friends that are of the different gender. And um, you allow, you know, I, I really don't like to use that word allow because it's, it just sounds like ownership. And we don't own anybody. We don't own anybody. You don't even own your kids. You know, I want to think of a different word, but for right now, I'm just going to say you allow each other to have friends of a different gender. And there's trust in that because that's scary. It probably brings up a lot of fear for people. Um, You know, if this, you know, if my husband has a beautiful, sexy, attractive woman who is a friend what's gonna happen what does that mean for me is he gonna love her more is he gonna find her more sexually attractive will he leave me those are all realistic and plausible concerns to have and same thing that your husband or your partner might be thinking you know if if she has this really hot male friend and, you know, he's super deep and spiritual and she's been asking me to be super deep and spiritual and I just can't get there, you know, what's going to happen? And, uh, you know, in some ways that might even, you know, bring up some of that machismo in him and he may start acting different. And those are all risks, right? There's all these things that are going to come up. All of your shit and your shadows are going to come up. And I say, welcome it. Welcome it. Take your relationship to another level. Bring in some friction and some tension that's going to actually help you to grow. Now, before you do that, though, you probably have to come up with some new agreements for your relationship and you also have to identify why do you want to do this in the first place why would you want to bring in the energy of other people into your life into your relationship into this marriage that maybe you've been cultivating and nurturing and you know why would you want to do that after you've been working so hard my take on it is that you want to do that so that you can save the relationship. Not, not even like save the relationship in the way that it is because it's not going to be the same. Instead, maybe you want to preserve the friendship. You want to preserve the connection that you had when you met, when you fell in love, when you were both on fire for each other and you felt that life force energy and that eroticism running through your body. That is why you are bringing in other people. Now, let me say this. When I talk about bringing in other people, I'm not talking about necessarily having sex with them. Okay? I'm just saying, you know, you decide. Let's just say you're just bringing them in to be friends. Okay, maybe you, uh, th- you know, there's so many different contexts of, of ways that relationships, um, you know, can you, you can interact with relationships. You know, maybe you're, you go to coffee or you talk with somebody over the phone because they're funny and because they, 
because they're interesting and they have something that, you know, you're learning from them. You just totally vibe with them. And maybe you do feel sexually attracted to them and you like the way that feels because sexual charge in your body feels so fucking good. It's amazing. It's aliveness. And you don't have to suppress it. It also doesn't mean that you have to act on that sexual charge. You can just learn how to let it be in your body and let that, you know, just give you more creative energy and you can do something else with it later. When you are around certain people, sometimes they just stimulate you in a certain way and learn to be okay with that. See what can excite you about that. And see how that can actually help you as an individual to grow and how you can take that back to your relationship and bring that back to your relationship as fertilizer for both of you to grow. Understand this. You're not going to grow perhaps in the ways, in the fixed ways that you think. When you take this approach, you can't be attached to the way that your partner's going to grow. You can't be attached to what's going to happen to the relationship. You have to approach this from a place that says, I want to grow and whatever happens to the current dynamic of the relationship that I have, I am giving it up to the highest and greatest good for both of us as individuals and as a couple. You are releasing your attachment to the way that you want the relationship to grow other than the highest and greatest good. Fill into that. That's scary. That's dropping into the mystery. Who knows what's going to happen? For some of you, It could end in the end of the relationship. And you know what? It's going (laughs) to, the relationship as it is, is going to change. Okay? It's going to change directions. Be excited about it. Breathe life into it. Breathe life into yourself. What I'm talking about really requires a lot of letting go of previous, I don't know, beliefs and indoctrination about what monogamous coupleship looks like. Again, I'm not necessarily suggesting that you have to move away from monogamy. I'm not saying that. You can still have agreements that say, I'm not going to have penetrative sex with anyone else. That can go for both of you. But maybe, perhaps, it's okay to have energy exchange. That's what I'm talking about, having energy exchange. And then what what are the boundaries or the parameters of that energy exchange? Feel into that. And both of you together visualize how that could expand you both. I may have dropped a bomb on some of you right now and I'm okay with that because my deepest desire for everyone on this planet is that we find a way 
to grow and to expand ourselves. And we all know that in order to do that, it requires us getting out of our comfort zone. And some of you have a comfort zone that is keeping you really, really tight and trapped. And it's time to make a change, but you're afraid and you don't know how and you're afraid of what you're possibly going to lose. And I'm going to ask you to shift your attention from what you're going to lose to what you're going to gain. And when you gain that, what's that going to mean for your life and for your experience here? What's that going to mean for you? Envision that. Feel that. You know, every relationship, every relationship has something to teach you. You are in relationship to learn. And oftentimes we think of a relationship as function. Function of, you know, again, just going with the, this societal idea of getting married, having kids, you know, having a, a home, a good career, a job, whatever it is. And thank goodness that's shifting a lot more now, but you know who I'm talking to right now. Be ready to exploit that belief and bring more life into it because it's, it's like a small trap box and there's more for you. So throw your arms out of that box and your legs and go a little crazy. I want you to feel whatever it is that you feel right now. Just drop into everything that I've said and... You know, if you haven't already turned this podcast off, this session off, then just check in with yourself to see what part of what I've said is touching you, even if it's uncomfortable, but you can feel that some part of it is true, that you can feel that your relationship needs this injection of energy, of this flow in order to revive be honest with yourself most of the time couples don't you know one of them may want to you know one of them might see the truth and the other one is still like holding on to what it has been and is is holding on to the dream of what it was you know what they thought it was supposed to be and they don't let they don't let the other person off the hook they don't want to accept that maybe this the person that they're in relationship with has changed and that they can't hold them in the same pattern or identity that they were in when the couple came together we have to grow as individuals and when we grow as individuals it naturally shifts the dynamic of the relationship and unfortunately because we're trying to hold on to what things were it brings the energy and the vitality of the relationship into a downward spiral and then you're just holding on to the bare minimum to just keep things going or to keep things afloat or maybe to 
keep the you know the the facade of everything is great in my home when you're really struggling inside and, and it hurts and that creates a really deep grief because you know it sucks sleeping next to someone and you're really far away from them you know time and time again that starts to erode the spirit and it and it takes from you it leeches life force from you it doesn't it doesn't amplify you so you know you have to really decide is that okay for me is that really what i want for my life and if you really love the person that you're with is that what you really want for their life so relationships are opportunities for us to learn and to grow and if we can change the agreements in our relationship to say, hey, I'm going to be in partnership with you to help you to grow. And I am going to be your friend in love and help to shed the light on areas that you may not be aware of. If you can do that for each other, then, you know, it's like you're both on this beautiful trampoline or this upward trajectory together and 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 you can support each other in new ways and you can be excited for each other as you make new discoveries and you can you know help lift each other up when things get scary but you remind each other of the agreements that you're making to live for your highest and greatest good even if that means that the relationship changes this takes courage. It takes a desire to be free of mediocrity and to really start leveling up in your life. It means you want to like, exhaust this human potential. Like before you leave this earth, you want to totally max out what's possible for you. And you can use this beautiful container of a relationship to grow instead of to keep you small and compacted and safe when it's not fucking safe. Like safety doesn't even apply here. It's, it's just keeping you small if it's not growing you. Now, what I'm talking about doesn't apply to every single relationship. I'm specifically talking to those who it does apply to and you know who you are. But also for those whose relationship is really, really amazing, first of all, kudos to you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I love you. I, I think that's amazing. And I hope that more people get, get a hold to that. And I'm always curious about how do we continue to expand and even morph the avatars that we are to each other in our relationships how do we love each other even deeper how do we help hold each other's hands as we're growing like more and more and more so there are different seasons in every relationship and in these different seasons or different stages your love is 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 going to shift and hopefully it's going to get deeper, but it's going to shift. Initially, when you get together, 
then, you know, again, it's like this magnetism that, you know, probably just pulls you at such a high speed that, um, I mean, you love it and it feels good. And then, you know, at some point, you know, that newness and, and that excitement probably dwindles and, and then you come to a place where, you know, it's just this normalcy. And, um, and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck in that piece. Like, what do I do now? Is this the right person for me? Did I make the right decisions? I've already invested so much time and children and all the things. But that third place, that third level or season is like, how do I love this person now? How do I fall back in love with this person? Not just their physical appearance and not just their sex, but their soul. Hopefully you've been loving their soul already, but how do you really fall in love with this being's soul? And, you know, it's like this, this third level is where you graduate from the basic hunger, animal, animal desire from each other, and you've moved through the complacency and moved into a whole new appreciation um, for this human that you're in relationship with and you fall in love with their soul and you desire deeply to make love to their soul and you're so attracted to them you're so attracted to them and yet you are both at this state of elevation and you're both growing and you get high off of even seeing each other grow and elevate wow can you imagine that for yourself can you imagine that for this planet for each other for your kids for everyone you love let's fall in love with each other's souls and bringing in a new energy into that level two or you know that that level two part of the relationship where there's complacency and there's sadness and loneliness or disconnectedness that can help you to revitalize your relationship and get you to that next level that next phase or season of your relationship that's where so much gold is that's where it's at so what's it going to take for you to get there? What risks are you willing to take? Can you believe that the people who come into your lives, these other beings that you call into your lives to share and exchange energy with are also soulmates? They're friends of the soul and they're there to help you help you to grow, help you to expand, help your relationship to grow and expand. And by the way, if you have children, how awesome for them to see how a relationship can be renewed and vivified and how it can give them new pathways for their relationships. They have a new model, not this old, boring, broken model, Again, I mean no disrespect to monogamous relationships. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just two couples only depending on each other 
in order to fulfill each and every one of their needs. I'm willing to bet that even people who have been married for 50, 60 years and and plus, and they've spent only time just with each other, and I know that there's so much deep love. I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again, and it's so fucking beautiful, and I love it. And yet still, if we're super duper honest with ourselves, and if they are super duper duper honest and transparent with each other and themselves, that their partner even after all those years, hasn't met every single one of their needs. And yet they found a way to just, you know, do without that need being met or to do with just part of that need being met. And it was okay with them and they were willing to sacrifice that. And that is totally awesome if that's if that's what people want. If that's cool, good. But what I'm talking about is expansion limitless potential and limitless expansion and what does that mean not only for us as individuals and for our relationships and for our immediate families like our children but also for our planet that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about revivifying our energy in this planet and it begins with each of us begins with each of us I feel like there's probably a lot more that I can say and it feels good to pause right here. I would love to hear your comments and um, maybe you want to jam with me on this a little bit more. So send me an email or whatever. My contact information is going to be posted here. But yeah, I love you. I love you all. And I love me. And I want to live in a, in a world where we've got each other's backs and we are growing. We are growing together. All right. Satnam. Namaste.